All right, hello everybody. This is episode 17 of the Northwest Method Express. And I'm Jonathan. Today we're here with Tony and Allison is back. Hi, Allison. Hello, chefs. Good to be back. Yes, it's great to have you back. It, it's funny how this uh, whole thing happened because you were kind enough to have us over for dinner at your <laughs> place. And then we got a chance to see your kitchen. And almost immediately, Tony and I decided that it, we had to have uh, a podcast talking about inspiration and your artist studio and literally everything. And we're even more inspired because you have uh, your fermentation shelf behind you as we're speaking. So, which we can't see on podcast, but trust no, us. No, we can't, but I'm going to put pictures. <laughs> I'm going to put pictures in the, in the show notes so people can well, see. Well, and the next thing about when we had dinner was I ended up not having to cook. So I could take my time and like talk about the kitchen and show you around, which was originally the purpose of the dinner anyways. Yes. So we're plus I didn't have to like cook for the chefs, which was very nerve wracking. As I listened to all the other podcasts, I'm like, darn it. Tony's going to be watching to see if my knives are sharp. Okay, John. <laughs> be watching to see if I have the right cutting board okay I was just like I was getting in my own head and then when my son offered to cook I said done go <laughs> exactly and they did a wonderful job by the way so your son and, 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 you know I we anticipated that we were going to walk into a kitchen that does have that studio feel but it really blew me away I mean it's it's it really shouts out loud cooking here and mm -hmm. I mean I I, I would think that if Picasso was a chef this is kitchen will look very much like yours you know everything that we Jonathan you you talked about this that it's it's like an artist studio that has the easel the paints everything out everything out you have tons of counter space and you really make use of it you know even your not only your tools and your preserves and your experiments even your seedlings I saw some seedlings but right. even your your pots are on shelves. Your your kosher your uh, package of kosher salt is 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 within reach. Yeah, it's all it's all out there, and you know, and you're comfortable with that. A lot of people are just not comfortable having things out. They need to stash it away. But a, a kitchen is not going to get used. It's not going to be a fun place to walk in, and it's not going to inspire you if things are put away. I mean. Yeah. I, 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 I really love the kitchen. I felt so comfortable in that kitchen. And your dining area also has that same vibe. It's, an, it's, a, it's a, a very cozy and easy place to, to eat. And even though it was elegant, it also had some elements of, you know, there was books and all kinds of things around. It, it's, 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 a, it's a different kind of, it's informal, but at the same time, it's, it's serious. So And welcoming. Um, welcoming and very welcoming it was so enjoyable it was really enjoyable to, to just to walk into your kitchen and as soon as you come through the door you're right there and yeah it just felt it felt like being at home right especially for a chef i think that your kitchen is the envy of a lot of chefs uh, <laughs> i think welcome is one of the highest compliments you can get because you do you're welcoming people into your home and you want them to feel like at home and cared for you don't want them to feel like i shouldn't sit there because it's too pretty and too precious or I shouldn't touch those dishes or, but it also is very much a working kitchen. Like I treat it like it's a, and my son definitely treats it like it's a commercial kitchen and stuff is out and stuff is running. We needed the countertop because we do tons of mise en place. We, everything's prepped, everything's portioned, everything's out. And as it's out, then you're getting more inspiration. You're like, oh, suddenly you look up in the shelf and you're like, oh, if we just added a bit of fermented mushroom juice to that it would taste amazing but if it's tucked away in the fridge 
you're never going to come up with that inspiration and you're never going to quite like think about what you're doing the way you would if it's accessible but also when I'm flying around the kitchen at Mach 2 serving eight courses for 12 people I don't have time to open drawers yeah. I don't have time to wonder where my salt was last like it, it's got to just be there I have to be able to see it in a flying second or yeah. I'm wasting energy and I'm wasting effort and there's no time for that when we were emailing back and forth about about doing this episode or what is probably going to turn into these episodes. You, you know, you, you said this really important thing and I have to read this because, you know, cooking is a creative art. It's the culinary arts for a reason. And that really resonates, I think, with anybody who really enjoys cooking, who, who cooking is not a chore for. And it, for, for me, it is, it has to be creative. It has to spur your juices. It can't possibly just be, I'm reading a recipe and I'm following that recipe. And I think that's key because as you evolve from reading recipes to becoming a little bit more recipe free, it is all about what's, what happens to be in my fridge today. Well, that's what we're going to use today. And then how do we complement those flavors and work with those flavors? Well, I then working entirely on inspiration not on you know what the recipe is saying a hundred percent the people putting things out in their space to inspire them to get them to step beyond the recipes is the key and people we're all visual right so we can't possibly remember everything that we have everywhere so for a lot of people either having open shelving or bringing things out for them to be able to to draw on that inspiration is 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 crucial and you know a lot of it comes back to your 30 inch countertops <laughs> you know i mean you, Such it, great thing. <laughs> it is because what it does is that it allows you to have space to work but also allows you to have things out to inspire definitely we redid the kitchen it was the very first thing that was absolutely going to happen was 30 inch deep counters I think commercial is 36 deep. Something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. But it's so valuable because I do have stuff out. I don't have everything out all no. the time, obviously, but all the favorite things and all the things that inspire me the most, like a painter would put out their favorite paintbrushes and yep. they would just always be out. They're never going in the drawer. Yep. And so the favorite things are always out. But like you said, there's still tons of room on the counter to um, do your prep do yeah. your cooking have other tools at the handy when you need them as you need them and yeah. it it just works better well and i mean what let's take a little bit of a step back here because where your kitchen is situated in your house mm -hmm. it's not it's it's not the same way that the original design was is that correct <laughs> uh well the kitchen wasn't but right now it's taken up three of the rooms of the original yes. house the old family room, the old kitchen for the old eating area and the old dining room is now just kitchen. It's kind <laughs> of taken over the whole house. Like if you come into my house and you don't realize that food is kind of our life here, I don't know what you're looking at. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. it, it's the whole house now. <laughs> well, and it is literally the center point of your house. Food is everything. I mean, you have your, your living room. And I, I mean, this is not an insult to your living room. <laughs> it's more of a compliment to your kitchen, but your living room is kind of an afterthought. Oh yeah, definitely. You know? I mean, everything is about the eating area, the the welcoming entranceway 
that leads directly to the kitchen and the eating area and the kitchen and experimentation area. I mean, it's anybody who walks into your place would definitely know that food is front and forward. <laughs> it's just kind of grown. And then I think we chatted about when you were here that there's still another mm, seven, eight feet yes. that are still unplanned because I don't know where this journey is going to take me. I don't know if I'm going to get into dry aging or like some other beast of an appliance that I'm just really passionate about because it's just what I love to do. And it's, it's a lot of our lives now, my son's life, my daughter in um, Bogota that I'm going to soon is just messaging me about food that we can eat there. It just bring, it's always bringing our family together. It's always bringing the extended family together. We have a dinner tonight with the grandpas and grandmas and aunts and uncles and stuff all. It's always around food. And it's just kind of the way that the tool that we've always used to bring people together. And it's nice to have the space to do so. Absolutely. And, and your house, I'm assuming was built around the fifties or maybe even earlier. I'm not, I'm, but I, in those days, because my parents used to have, a, they bought a house very similar to yours. The kitchen was almost like a, it was in the back and it was, uh, it, it even had a door. You have to, you have to get into it. You have to have a door to get into so it was just stashed somewhere in the back for one person. But if you look at, you know, the new homes, the way they're built, they're, they're built from the kitchen out. And, you know, the kitchen and the dining room and even the living room sometimes is all one open space. But the problem is that people still don't use their kitchens the way they can. I mean, you, Jonathan, you and I have catered in a lot of beautiful homes, yeah. huge homes. And you can tell just by walking into the kitchen whether people are cooking in this place or not. Yeah. So if you only see a toaster out, but no crumbs near it, yeah. you know that there's not much cooking that happens in there. And then, of course, we're curious enough in, in to, to open up their fridges and freezers to actually see what, what's, what's really going on. And yeah. you realize that their kitchens are basically what, you know, if you go to an Italian-American home, what their living rooms are like. They're a museum. You know, there's untouchables. There's plastic-covered sofas that... You know, the if the kitchen needs to become the most used space, family space today. I mean, it's so important for not only a family unit, but just for its people's sanity, because there's so much happening in the world. It's a beautiful place to go lose yourself, to be in your own world to, to some degree and be creative. And I think that's the biggest problem. People are afraid to be creative in their own kitchen. So at least to get to that point. Yes, you need fundamentals. Maybe you should do a course at Northwest. I don't know. But you Always. need the space. That, you need the space to create that vibe. And, yeah. and, and until it does, you're, 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 you're still going to hesitate to, 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 you know, to venture into, into new ideas, into, into culinary places that you've never gone before. Well, and shockingly, I think afraid to get their kitchen dirty. Yes. How I is the kitchen? And if you look at an artist studio, they've been painting for years and years and years. There's paint on the floor. It's never going to look perfect again. It's never going to look pristine again. But that's where they're creative. And that's where spills happen. That's where maybe, you know, the stove gets a bit over time. It ages, right? It patinas. Yes. I call it patina sounds beautiful. Using your space and cooking in it, it's just never meant to look perfect ever again like it's meant to look worn and used and loved and not pristine and people are so scared to get things dirty in the kitchen and i mean it's the kitchen get it dirty and here's here's the thing for me is looking at your eating area i mean i would just 
love to have that as sort of turn that into a little bit of an office and just work in there. You know, for, for me, I, I loved, I can set up pretty much anywhere, but I mean, to me, it feels like that's going to inspire me to want to work. With the nice wine glasses and yeah. the wall that's still kind of evolving. And it, it does, it still feels, even though you're just sitting in the dining room, it actually feels like, it feels energetic and it feels almost kind of still alive in a way. And it's got all the inspiration, like you said, around you. And, and I love that. I do a lot of work from the dining room. So, so here's a question from, from a design standpoint, from a designer's standpoint, how do you get somebody to break free of either the kitchen museum or to break free of how do I take this step to creating that artist studio? So what's, what's your advice for people? I think it matters that as a client, you make it clear to your designer, whoever you're working with, that you like to cook that this is something you're passionate about, that this is like, you just got to realize that if you go back in a beautiful working commercial kitchen, it doesn't look beautiful all the time. Yeah, they clean it. It's not dirty, but it's, you know, it's got to function first. I think it's also important to work with a designer that actually cooks mm -hmm. because they're just going to understand how a kitchen needs to work and function and be beautiful at the same time. I think it's a very beautiful kitchen. Yeah the workhorse kitchen but it's still beautiful i think you can have both and i think working with a designer that actually cooks because there's so many designers out there that don't know the first thing about how a kitchen needs to be laid out for somebody that actually cooks and if it's not laid out properly that's also hindering your creative process of grabbing this quickly grabbing that quickly and how you move around the kitchen and you know we've talked about the ridiculousness of the kitchen triangle before and how the prep station isn't even considered in that and so a designer that doesn't cook doesn't get it and they're never going to come up with the best option if you're a client you want your kitchen designed make it clear that you cook and you want to work with somebody that understands that i think that's key yeah cool i think the other thing interestingly enough is it's almost like people need to get dirty in their existing kitchen before they decide how they want to renovate a kitchen I'm quite sure that you did a lot of stuff and playing before you started punching through walls and before you, you know, really started to think about the kitchen being that focal point. Oh, absolutely. Before well, with our old kitchen, because we knew it was damaged and going, we weren't salvaging it. So I started painting the cupboards a different color and trying out different color colors on the old cabinets. I painted the old granite countertop marble just to see if I liked the look in the kitchen like I did lots of stuff just to kind of play while we could, while the old kitchen still wasn't completely demolished yet, but we knew it was going to be. So that helped me work out a lot of things. I think it helps people become braver with color maybe because you can try it out, live with it for a bit. Yeah. You're not committed yet, but you can just try it and live with it. And then maybe you do love a little bit of color. You don't know. Yeah. People are too scared to try things. And when you're doing a major renovation that time beforehand that you know that that kitchen is going, get creative and get crazy and you know paint them bright red for all it matters at that point just try things and try them out and see how you like them it's a perfect way to go forward great idea by the way john i just i just realized that you have the perfect cbc radio voice <laughs> like, like seriously uh, I, I, I can see you when you're talking, but I'm actually um, I'm listening to you. Yeah. Probably for, for the first time in 15 years. 
we, we've, we've only worked glad, together for 14 years. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I was right. listening to you and I said, wow, this guy reminds me of somebody. Jurgen Gott, I don't know, he's got the perfect CBC radio uh, voice. Well, yeah. you know, I, I, I have a voice for public broadcasting. So, all right. So, well, you know, thank you everybody for listening. That was episode 17 of the Northwest Method Express. Allison, we're going to bring you back uh, for the next episode, if that's okay. Sounds good to me. Awesome. We will see everybody next week.